Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, everybody. Today's Wednesday, the third week of Advent, and Father will reflect on today's Gospel from St. Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph for the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. You shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, also has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaiden of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Father. Wow. This is uh, just a pivotal moment in human history where uh, God asked a creature, a woman, to give her fiat, which is uh, her yes, if she would be willing to allow God to become a man and come into the world in her womb. And we have to put this into perspective, you know, maybe a little Ignatian meditation here where, you know, put yourself in the position where you're, you know, a young person, a teenager, she's like 14, 15 years old, very holy woman, actually immaculately pure because she was not um, tainted with any original sin. And all of a sudden, while she's praying, more than likely, this giant angel comes for her and says, blessed are you, hmm? hail full of grace. And um, he asked her, he tells her that she will conceive and bear a son and you will call him Jesus. And um, she replies with a question. And we, we talked about this yesterday. Unlike Zachariah, who doubted, her questioning was not in terms of, I don't think this is possible, but how do you propose to do this? She said it with faith. And, and she gives her yes. And I think we underestimate or just don't even realize how powerful of a yes this was. And that our Lord, that God, the Father, allowed our Lord to come into the world through a human's yes. And uh, it's, it's, and as the church proclaims and the church fathers profess is that woman who would be asked a question by an angel, but not a fallen angel, but a holy angel, an archangel, uh, will you be the mother of God? And St. Bernard of Clairvaux has a beautiful uh, homily on this particular gospel. And I, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing. You can look it up. It's St. Bernard of Clairvaux, and, and basically it's the whole world awaits Mary's reply is how it's been titled. And... Uh, this is what he says, and he just, it's a beautiful, and I'll just give you parts of it. 
You have heard, O virgin, that you will conceive and bear a son. You have heard that it will not be by man, but by the Holy Spirit. The angel awaits an answer. It's time for him to return to God who sent him. We too are waiting, O lady, for your word of compassion. The sentence of condemnation weighs heavily upon us. The price of salvation is offered to you. We shall be set free at once if you consent. And the eternal word of God, we all came to be, and behold, we die. And your brief response, we are to be remade in order to be recalled to life. One last paragraph. Tearful Adam, with his sorrowful family, begs us of you. Remember, Adam was not allowed to go back to paradise, and he would not be released until Jesus died on the cross and went down, descended into hell, we know from our theology, and released him. O love and virgin, in their exile from paradise, Abraham begs it, David begs it, all the other holy patriarchs, your ancestors ask it of you, as they dwell in the country of the shadow of death. This is what the whole waits for, prostrate your feet, it is right in doing so. For on your word depends comfort for the wretched, ransom for the captive, freedom for the condemned, indeed salvation for all the sons of Adam, the whole of your race, answer quickly, O virgin. <laughs> So we'll stop there. Mm -hmm. And she says, yes. And all creation, you know, hushed in anticipation. Would she say yes? I'm glad she did say, no, I don't want a kid. <laughs> uh, like you know, me and Joseph will be dang stubble income, no kids and uh, work on our career. <laughs> no, she said, no, I will. Let it be done to be according to your word. And all right, but what about us? Do we realize the ripple effect of our yes to God every day. I mean, think about it. It's, it's uh, you know, I remember once a priest saying with the, the contrast between Eve and Mary, you know, two angels, Satan and Gabriel, one a fallen angel, one a holy angel, two women, Eve, and then Mary, and then two decisions. One's no, yet one's yes. Look at what one decision led to and what one decision led to also. A priest friend of mine had a great quote. He said, every day is an opportunity for sin or grace. Make every opportunity an opportunity for grace. But that depends on our fiat, our yes. And the evil one so wants us to say no. To say no to doing God's will, to say no to God's will, to say no to saying yes to God. He just keeps whispering, just say no. But then the angels in heaven are just crying like they do to Mary. Please say yes. It's going to help more than you. It's going to help many other people. So there's, you know, you think about it. How many people, what if John Paul II never became a priest? What if... My mother decided not to have children. What if, you know, you know, someone who Abraham Lincoln never decided to become a president? History would be different. But they all said yes. And that yes had a ripple effect, not just on their life, but on generations to come. So today, you know, we have to work on our little fiats. It's not as big as Mary's, but I think you have to, we have to look at our yeses do have effects on more than just us. They have effects on everyone around us. And that's what St. Bernard says in this beautiful homily. Uh, just a little uh, advertisement. 
uh, this afternoon, uh, the great Monsignor Pope and I uh, will um, comment on this whole document on blessings and give our perspective on it, a more in-depth look at it. And I think it's something that uh, you Catholics need to listen to and divulge a little bit to meditate upon so that you can have some clarity in this matter. Uh, he has spent a lot of time uh, looking at the document, writing about it, commenting on it. So it should give you pretty much the answers you need to uh, defend the faith and to make sense of this recent um, proposal that was given from overseas. Okay. So God bless you. And uh, remember, we have to be say yes to God, not no. Peace.